Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Bethany Womack, here to introduce episode 112 of the Empowering Industry Podcast. During most episodes, you'll hear Charlie and myself talk about social media, preview the news from empowering pumps and equipment, and then do an industry interview. This episode, we're skipping straight to the interview. You're about to hear Charlie interview space mission analyst and founder and CEO of Reinvented Inc., Kaylee Looney. After graduating from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University with a BS in aerospace engineering, Kaylee started working full-time as a space mission analyst at L3 Harris Technologies, where she currently supports their small satellite program. Once the workday's over, she comes home and works on Reinvented Inc. As the founder and CEO of this 501c3 nonprofit organization, Kaylee works to empower young girls to pursue STEM fields through each of Reinvented's three core programs. Outside of work and running a nonprofit, Kaylee is continuing to advance her education by pursuing her MS in space systems engineering part time at John Hopkins University Online. Just a couple more things before we get to the interview. As always, please do us a favor rate and review the podcast and subscribe so that we show up in your feed every Monday with a new episode. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Tag us at Empowering Pumps using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast or email us at podcast at empoweringpumps.com. Okay, without further delay, here's your interview. Welcome, Kaylee Looney, to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm just like a little girl in a candy store right now. It's like Kaylee Looney is on our podcast. And so I'm going to let you start. I mean, I met you in Chicago at the model call. I think it was just fate that we both were there. But yeah, tell everybody, you know, what's your story? Sure. So hi, my name is Kaylee. Um, I work full time as an aerospace engineer, um, mostly on small satellite systems at L3 Harris Technologies. I also started my own nonprofit uh, three years ago now. It's weird to keep adding a year. That's all about getting girls into STEM and really amplifying the voices of professional women in STEM to become role models for the next generation um, called Reinvented. I'm also kind of like a part-time maker, um, full-time Netflix binger, um, French fry lover, um, and I also have two dogs. So that's kind of like me in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I just, I mean, there's so much there just um, fascinated with you. You kind of how you got into the industry. So you're, you're, you're not, I wouldn't say new to the industry. You're just, you know, not 20 years experience, but tell us how you got into your industry, your job, your career. How did you, what pushed you in that direction? Yeah. So I think when I tell the story, I typically start like way at the beginning, like all the way back at the beginning, like kindergarten beginning. I grew up wanting to be a fashion designer. Um, and Charlie, I have to send you a picture or something so you can like I don't know, put it somewhere. Um, but if you yes. saw me when I was little, 
if it were up to me, I would go out in like mismatched princess outfits with like a fairy wand every single day. Um, and so there is a reason why my mom dressed me like through middle school. Um, the world was not ready for my fashion sense. And that's that's fine. It's okay. Maybe it's more ready now. But I okay. am ready for it now. Let me say I have seen her fashion that she created, by the way. So she is a fashion designer. Um, and so if you don't know Kaylee Looney and how she's worked with us with Empowering Women, we will set you up and show you that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've tried to get better at it. And I think that if I keep working on it, maybe like one day really like the fashion world will be ready. But both my parents were engineers. So my mom was very quick to push me into like engineering. I did Girl Scouts my whole life. I'm still a lifetime Girl Scout. Um, and in sixth grade, they started the first robotics program through Girl Scouts. So my mom, being the troop leader, read the Girl Scout magazine every week, was like, I'm dragging you to this meeting. Whether you like it or not, we're going to go look at robots. And if you hate it, we never have to come back. And if you love it, great. Um, so she pretty much, that's exactly what she did. She dragged me to this meeting. It was like 30 minutes away. I was like, why do I have to do this on a school night? But I saw the robots. I completely fell in love. I did first robotics for six years after that, um, discovered my passion for engineering through that. And then... In high school, I did a project on, you know, trying to figure out where my passions within engineering really were. You know, my teacher knew that I loved robots. So he was like, well, what about robots underwater? Um, I did an underwater ROV project. I hated it. He was like, okay, we don't like robots underwater. How about the total opposite, robots in space? Um, And that kind of blew my mind that we were sending such advanced and awesome technology into space. So I ended up kind of using that experience as, you know, my drive to get my degree in aerospace engineering. Graduated with my degree in aerospace engineering with a concentration in astronautics or more of all the spacey stuff versus the aeroplane stuff um, in 2018 and then started working full time as a space mission analyst pretty much right after that. Okay, just let everybody take that in. Mind blown, right? But thanks, mom, for putting her in the line with the robots, no matter our moms know best for us sometimes. And, you know, I just think it's great. So I I think that being able to have a career that matters to you and you're doing some really great things there has led to this advocacy for women in STEM uh, and how, you know, how do we get people involved in it? And you have this great story about kind of being pushed into it, right? So, and introduced to it because sometimes our girls may not, see it or know that, you know, this is out there. Uh, So tell us a little bit about the different advocacy programs that you're doing right now. Sure. So I, maybe I can start by how I started reinvented. Yes. Um, I mean, I've had my fair share of the gender bias. I mean, growing, going through college, I've had professors make a lot of the comments, whether it's you're not cut out for this. I had one computer science professor who literally told me that the only way I'd survive in college is if I put a ring on my finger and kept it there. Ugh. And I was like, okay. And I, I thought that when I got into industry, things would get better. Um, and quite honestly, they weren't. I continued to face all those same biases. I needed my male coworkers to pretty much present my work for me in order for, you know, everyone else to take what I was doing seriously. Um, And I really just, I didn't want another generation to have to go through that. And I know that they're going to have to, but I like to think that I'm making at least a small difference in showing girls that like we do exist, that, you know, women in STEM are absolutely not unicorns by any means. Um, And that when you get into the STEM fields, that even if, you know, you still have to deal with some of those comments, you have a really strong community to back you up and help 
reinforce, you know, the purpose that's driving, driving your whole career. Right. Um, and so I started reinvented. It was actually more, I like to say accidental. I'm an accidental founder, but everything mm-hmm. since that moment has certainly not been accidental where I used to get 17 magazine in the mail and, you know, going through hearing all these comments and how like I'm supposed to look a certain way and all this kind of stuff that really wasn't the magazine for me now being a full-time engineer. So I made a complaint in a Facebook group filled with women in STEM was just like, why doesn't a magazine for girls like us like exist? Um, and I thought that was it. I posted at like 10 PM, you know, turned off my phone, went to, to bed, woke up the next morning, a discord server had already been started. Um, there were like a hundred people in it, like a 300 plus comments of girls who were like, yeah, why doesn't this exist? And I, you know, joined the server and they're like, okay, Kaylee, we're making this magazine now. What do you need from us? And I was like, that was not what I was intending, but heck yeah, let's do it. Um, And from there, we've really, really worked to, I think, incorporate the whole, we we say reinventing the face of STEM, right? Because I think when you think STEM, you think white dude with a laptop or a hacker hoodie, Mm -hmm. um, or I heard train conductor a lot, which is a little bit of a different one for me, but you most certainly do not hear, you know, female or any kind of diversity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so all three of our programs, which I will happily talk more about, but all three of them are really simply about making sure girls know that people like them are working in STEM fields and making sure that they know that you you also don't have to conform to a certain look to be a girl in a STEM field either. That's the whole princesses thing, which again, I could talk more oh, about, but yeah. We're going to. I have to I have to get my composure. Uh, that story um, just, I mean, had me in tears over here because I can just see that. I can see that happening and just like, there is an issue, a problem. And I have had that happen to me, you know, where the, if you're going to be part of this group, then you got to marry somebody within that group. And it just is so insulting and you know, in my case, I was already married when it happened to me. So like, um, I was out of, out of options. And so you know, <laughs> I think it's great what happened and that reinvented is um, out there. And it's wonderful. And so everybody can get a link to it. Everybody can get a copy of that a digital copy of that, mm-hmm. just follow the page and get resources. But tell us about and I think the other part, you know, you mentioned being a princess growing up, dressing up, you know, I love to be the princess and you're an engineer. And so sometimes we get the opposite. It's like, well, engineers can't dress up. That's not a thing. So I really like from princesses with power tools, it's all combined. We can be whatever Mm -hmm. we want. So tell us a little bit about that program. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because I feel like I've seen this like graphic going around on social media a lot lately, lot lately where it's been, why be a princess when you can be an engineer? Mm-hmm. And my response is always, well, why not be both, right? Yes. And that's such a huge thing because when you enter the STEM field, I think a lot of times people think like girls in STEM are total tomboys mm-hmm. that like, you know, we're pretty much just wearing like jeans and t-shirts or like we're not wearing pink or like dark, dull colors. Um, That's really not the case. Um, And so Princesses with Power Tools is pretty much created to completely shatter all of those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. It is exactly what it sounds like. We get women in STEM to dress up like princesses, go out to events and show other girls how to use power tools. Yep, that is is exactly it. Uh, (laughs) We have a calendar that goes along with it. You know, our program is great. We are able to go to in-person events again, which has been nice. But the calendar certainly is reach 
helps us reach way more people since those, you know, get donated directly into uh, classrooms where you're impacting, you know, 20, 30 students. Or if you're at like a middle school, high school level, sometimes it's hundreds of students passing through the classroom who are now seeing Cinderella wielding a chainsaw to work on her aircraft. Like, hello, this is great. (laughs) Okay. You mentioned one other thing. Tell me what else are you working on? Yes. Okay. So we... So Princesses goes out to events, and then we do a lot of collaborations with classrooms. I think this year, we are those calendars specifically already are in about 500 classrooms across the United States, so they're being seen by over 23,000 students, which is really awesome. Um, we've already seen like Twitter posts and stuff come in. Um, we've had a lot of teachers say like, okay, our students have picked a favorite princess already. Um, how can we get connected with them, which I love. Um, and then at the same time, in order to support all these programs, we have finally moved into an office space. Um, If you can kind of see like in the background here, those are like reinvented things. Um, I have like the storage shelves over there all with reinvented magazines in them. This, This room right here has been our office space for three years and we've outgrown it. For sure, especially after taking on the princess program, there's so many supplies and there's so much volunteer work that goes into just prepping that program and getting it ready to go out to events. So we are so excited to finally have what I'm calling like volunteer HQ, mm-hmm. a place where our volunteers can like actually come together, work collaboratively. That's not my home and, you know, help make a bigger impact and help grow reinvented to a point that, I mean, like I said, we, we get so many requests for reaching so many students and well, we just, also, it doesn't fit in these walls anymore. Yeah. And also you reached out to your community in order to even like get the supplies you needed for this office space. I thought that was amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the support we've seen. So we created an Amazon wish list, which historically like we've always done pretty good when it comes to wish lists. I think that donors really like to see like it's like the items that they're purchasing or their money that they're, you know, donating going directly to something. Mm-hmm. We see it with our teacher care packages and then we saw it again here. We created a wish list of, I don't know, it must have been at least like a hundred items. And it's it had been up for maybe two and a half weeks and the whole list was cleared, completely cleared to the point where like there the only two items left were like two that we use that we say we need like unlimited of. <laughs> and even then I just went I was just at the PO box like an hour ago, and I still picked up boxes of just those two items because people are still trying to contribute. And I'm just, I'm completely in awe. I've been posting pictures, I think, every other day when I go to the P.O. box and like the everyone at the post office knows us. They're like, oh, your box 6155. Five. Mm, we got a ton of stuff for you. <laughs> and they're like kind of grouchy about it because like we're taking up all the space at the post office. But at the same time, they've been like so encouraging because they know where it's going to. Um, and every, every other day I'm like wheeling out another huge card of, you know, donations that I'm so, so excited to like put up the shelving and get all of them sorted out over the weekend. I've already used a good amount of them just to get the office starting to set up. So, but yeah, it's, I've been so grateful. I've cried like multiple times in the post office just because of like how full our box has been. (laughs) That's wonderful. And, you know, I uh, was just talking to somebody about empowering women in industry and they were saying, do you have a magazine for that? And I'm like, yeah, kind of with empowering pumps and equipment. We include that. I was like, I got the magazine for you. And we sent that to give out to the trade college. I don't know how the best way to say that. I mean, it has so many different courses, but you you know, the hands-on courses that I think they're going to love it. And so anyway, I'm excited about that. So thank you for creating something that tells the story so much easier and, and 
I mean, you're living it, you know it, and you're connecting with purpose, which I also love. What else? What else do you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like we can go in any direction with you. Um, You are a leader all the time online, your social channels. I think um, what you're doing there is showing, you know, your life in action to inspire. And so do you ever feel like, I wish I was offline, like that nobody could know me. Like, do you ever get that? I don't know if you noticed, but I didn't post a daily check-in yesterday and my day was just, it was rough. So I, I feel like I have grown a pretty strong relationship with a lot of my followers to the point where like, I didn't post yesterday and a ton of them were like, you doing okay? Like I didn't see a check-in today. And I was like, um, yeah, it's just, I I I don't have a nice (laughs) check-in. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I do definitely think that there are some days where I don't like posting or I'm just not feeling up to it. But a lot of the times I will post and I'll share about how like my, my day has not been going well or something that I'm struggling with. And I get DMs of people who are struggling with all the same things. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is why I make sure that, you know, I'm talking about these things online, right? Because not many people do, especially, you know, in STEM spaces, I think, you know, you get a lot of women who think that they need to be brave and like can't be vulnerable because if they are, they get eaten up by the industry. Um, And so having a space online to make sure that other women are, you know, that there's someone that they can resonate with, someone that they can talk to about this kind of, you know, mental health stuff and just how their life is going. Mm -hmm. I I found that it's been super, super valuable. Emily Salvi's gotten me on the Friday wins. Uh, She does that with her hazard girls. And I loved that. So I started that on my social media. Um, And people are like, constantly sharing their wins with me and I love celebrating with them. Um, and I love that everyone celebrates with me when I have a win too. So yeah, sometimes I wish I was offline, but I find that the benefits of being as vocal and sharing more than what I thought I ever would have had a lot more, you know, has done more good than bad for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it it makes us real. And, you know, I, I laugh all the time when we get on this podcast and like, you know, Bethany always asks me, how's your week? And I'm like, you know, do I have to say it's good? Like, do, can I just sometimes be like, no, this is not a good week, you know? And it's just kind of, I think what we do and what we, what, we just don't ask each other that. If we know it was really bad, the question is not, how was your week? It's something a little different. But to the same point, we don't always have to be happy and cheery and, you know, right. we're normal, right? We're normal people. But right. I also like to show up with the energy. So I'm so glad I'm on a good level for you today, Kaylee. Okay. I do have a couple other questions just about, you know, your, you know, what any type of like project that stood out to you or like, tell me something about your work. Oh my gosh. Um, like in the space industry, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you can't get into stuff like that in detail, but like, it's, there's something like that you can just tell us like, that was super cool or challenging, right? Either one. Hmm. So I, I work on all of our small satellite systems for the most part, which I love because typically that means I'm dealing with like a full constellation. So it's like, you know, somewhere between like five and six, sometimes more than that versus just like how one satellite works. So it makes like the graphics so much prettier and like the, you know, the math and stuff a little bit more challenging, which is fun. And so I... 
I think what my favorite part about my job, and this is kind of ranges from each project, is that every day is different. Mm -hmm. Every single project that I work on is different. I mean, the fundamentals are always the same, but I am kind of given the weird job that my mentor calls like the um, like the heart cr- like heart crushing job, like the soul crushing job, because I tell people why their stuff won't work. <laughs> but I I view it more as like. The the connector, the one that really like brings people together and um, make sure that the RF people, right, the comms people who only build antennas understand why their antenna can't like use like a bajillion you know volts of power, right, and make sure that the power guys understand how much the antenna guys need. And so I thoroughly enjoy the fact that like I get to practice a lot of that science communication that I think you see I like to do a little bit more through the magazine and like it's obviously part of my passion right is the education component. Mm-hmm. I get to do that in my job through most of the programs and projects and satellites that I work on. Yeah. So yeah. So I can't that's talk it. about like more than that. I, I guess. I know. Okay. Um. So. So I talked about her fashion earlier and I just want to tell y'all because she mentioned constellations again, she made a dress that lit up and actually it was 3d printed tiles that Mm -hmm. came all together and formed a sky basically of all these different constellations. It was, it was just wonderful. I mean, I think it's part, I got to see it be created you know, and I feel like that's part of it, right? You engineered it, you put it together and crafted it. And it was, yeah, so I really loved it. And the shoes too. I know, I mean, a matching purse and shoes. Although the purse and shoes, I think go a little bit better with like a shorter cocktail dress because the dress on its own has so many lights on it that like more lights, I think gets a little crazy. But I don't know, I'm I'm obsessed with like playing around with LEDs now. So I'm trying to think of what my next project's gonna be with LEDs. I have a few other like projects that I'm working on, like in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So follow her Instagram. That's, yeah, <laughs> follow her Instagram. Um, I'll put all that together in um, our show notes so people can follow you and connect with you and everything. Uh, but I want to give you the last word. Is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Hmm. Maybe the advice that I always give girls in STEM, because I think that it applies so widely, and that is to never be afraid to be yourself um, and to never be afraid to follow what you're passionate about. I think engineering isn't for everyone. Science isn't for everyone. But the great things about you know science and tech is that there are so many intersections. And I always also say, and I through all the programs, right, you should do what you want to do, being yourself, looking like yourself. If that's a princess... Totally do that. Maybe don't don't tell your boss that I'm encouraging you to wear the princess dress to work. But like, you know what I'm saying, wear the bold colors, put the makeup on, you know, do what makes you happy. Otherwise, you're never going to be happy doing what you love. Yeah. Show up as yourself. I love that advice because when we are trying to blend in, if we don't like to blend in, that's a problem. Or if we're trying Mm -hmm. to stand out when we rather not, or when I try to put somebody on a camera and they're like, no, thanks. You know, just tell me, you know, be yourself. Thank you so much, Kaylee. It was a pleasure to get to spend time with you today. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap for this special bonus episode of the Empowering Industry Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation with us, you can tag us on social media at Empowering Pumps using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast or email us at podcast at empoweringpumps.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll be back next Monday with a full episode. 
Until then, be empowering.